0: Welcome, everybody, to the week four edition of the Field of 12's Best Bet Shows presented by our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. Now, my name is Rob Doster. I am joined tonight by the one and only Greg Widell, AKA G Wizzy, BKA, the man that somehow went 0 for 23 in picks last week in his gambling newsletter. You'll notice my man looks a little bit clean shaven over there. He looks a little bit younger, he looks a little bit more dapper. Greg, talk to us about why. Why you needed to uh, to shave off that beard after last weekend?
1: Well, you said it word for word. When you go zero for twenty three on bets, and you bet in the quantities that I bet in, like I'm just firing off plays to try to get back to even as that day progressed, uh, <laughs> you have to change the mojo up, okay? Like I, I that's unacceptable for someone of uh, you know my interests and my passions. It can't happen. It won't happen again. And uh, yeah, we we shaved the beard. I think the dapperness is honestly the Daddy Brad shirt which yes, you can sir. buy at uh, fieldof68.shop, for the record. But, yeah, it's a new mojo. There's a new weather here in Michigan, by the way. Uh, like, the temperature dropped like 25 degrees. That's a great sign for bets this weekend. I'm ready to rock, Rob. Hoodie season.
0: Hoodie season is the best season to gamble. 100%. That's just a fact. That's a fact of life. Well, listen, uh, we have a lot that we need to talk about. Week four, to me, is about as interesting of a week as we've had so far in this college football season. There are a bunch of games here I'm excited to talk about, a bunch of games I'm excited to watch, and one very specific bet that I cannot wait to uh, to wager on. We're going to talk about that in just a second. First and foremost, though, before we talk about the actual gambling side, Greg, I want to know, What is the one game this weekend that you're just excited to watch? Betting aside, lines aside, spreads aside, what what game are you most excited to watch?
1: You know, in a weird, sick, twisted way, it's North Carolina-Notre Dame. Uh, Mm -hmm. And producer Dagan's behind the scenes probably cringing at this. But like Notre Dame, to me, with all the question marks, they play entertaining games that come down to the wire. And I feel like they are clearly capable of playing up to competition. Now, that was when they had their quarterback against Ohio State. But we know North Carolina is going to score points. I don't think Notre Dame is capable of scoring points, which is a very weird contrast that I know will end in dramatic fashion somehow. I'm very excited for that.
0: Not being able to score points is a problem when you're playing football. Just just an FYI, just so you know. Um, I'm not too worried about uh, North Carolina in that game, especially after Drake May called NC State fans dumb, essentially, uh, and was forced to apologize. So we're going to get to that. We have plenty to talk about there. The first game that I want to dive into, though, uh, Florida at Tennessee. This is a fascinating matchup to me. Florida is getting 10 and a half points on the road uh, in Knoxville. The total there is 62. Anthony Richardson was proclaimed by our team of experts to be the Heisman favorite, essentially, after, uh, after Florida knocked off Utah in the first game of the season. You talk some sense into people. You said, are we just overreacting? And Greg, since then, you actually might have gotten something right in the world of college football. Anthony Richardson on the season is now 41 for 77 for just 423 yards through the air. He has zero tutties, as many tutties as you and me, and four interceptions this season. Tennessee, of course, we got that road win at Pitt. They blew out a couple of nobodies. Uh, where do you stand on laying 10 and a half of the balls?
1: Yeah, so... I don't have any numbers on this at all, but my assumption when seeing this line is that everyone on earth is going to jump all over Florida plus 10 and a half. And this is a fade the public spot for me without knowing if the public's actually on that side. I think Tennessee minus 10 and a half is the play. You nailed it on Richardson. uh, And in essence, I nailed it on Richardson a couple of weeks ago. The stats are bad. He has more tackles than passing touchdowns on the season. He plays quarterback. We're three weeks into the season. That's not a good thing. But I watched this Florida team against South Florida last week. And South Florida was scrappy, but I don't think that's a particularly good football team. They dominated that game. They outpossessed them 36 minutes to 23 minutes. They outgained them 402 yards to 329 yards. Florida gave up 286 rushing yards to South Florida. And they've had all three games at the Swamp. This is the first test where they're leaving the state of Florida. They're going to Rocky top. They're going to Tennessee. That place is going to be bumping. And I think Tennessee is a really good football team. I think Hennon Hooker's great. I, he was in and out of the Heisman rankings we do with the field of 12 from last week to this week. But this could be a statement win for a Tennessee team that I just think is stratospheres better than Florida. I'll lay the 10 and a half points.
0: Yeah, and I'd like to just say for the record that on tonight's field of 12 after dark, we do have George Whitfield jumping into the QB room to break down some film on uh, on Hendon Hooker. I'm, I'm with you there. The one thing that I will say is this. If you believe that the public is going to be on Florida, uh, I would say hold off on on uh, taking Tennessee here. See if you can get it under 10. See if you can get it to maybe nine and a half. I don't know if that's something that's possible, but that's a. Uh, that, that, that number is a lot more enticing to me than, uh, than 10 and a half is for obvious reasons. All right. Uh, another big game in the SEC. We have Arkansas at Texas A&M, uh, better known as the Clint Sterner versus Trevor Knight battle. Texas A&M getting, uh, laying a point and a half here, Greg. Is that is that weird to you? I don't know if I trust this team yet.
1: I think the lines appropriate. It's about where I would expect it to be just on paper hearing these two teams named from where I thought they'd be preseason. The problem is neither of these teams is where they should be from where we thought they would be preseason. Texas A&M obviously had the loss to App State. We don't really know what to do with that. It was a big upset and then App State just needed a Hail Mary to survive at home a week later. Uh, I don't know. I thought Texas A&M looked good last week against Miami. I think Miami is a better football team than Arkansas, and that game never really got dicey down the stretch. Arkansas, to me, you want to buy into them. You want to buy into K.J. Jefferson, but flip the side of the field here. Their defense gave up 27 points to Missouri State. They gave up 30 to South Carolina. They gave up 24 points in the second half to Cincinnati. I mean, we're going on 10 quarters of just, Poor football from the Razorbacks defense. Uh Max Johnson to me, he was fine. Like I I don't know that he's a guy that's gonna go out and put up flashy numbers, but he's not gonna lose you a game. And I think that's all that matters for AM in this one at home. I'll take the minus one and a half. I might take the money line just in case fluky, weird one point win happens, but I think AM wins the game.
0: So I'm with you on Max Johnson. I think a guy that started for a full season in the sec is going to be fine walking in and starting in the sec in a new spot. It's not like a typical backup quarterback situation. So I hear you there. Um, I don't necessarily trust the Arkansas defense that much myself, but what I will, let let me put this to you. It feels like a little bit of a buy low spot for Arkansas. They struggled at home against Missouri state, Missouri state, Bobby Petrino coaches that team. There's obvious motivations there from Bobby. Um, And, it's a, a the quintessential look ahead spot, right? They're coming off a game against an SEC opponent on the road. They're going and playing another game against an SEC opponent on the road, a top 25 SEC opponent on the road uh, coming up. And in the middle, you got this like whatever game, right, that you're supposed to win by 100. It's very easy to overlook that spot. So let me ask you this. Why isn't this a buy low spot?
1: I think it is a buy low spot. If you intend to buy low on Arkansas, I just don't. From what I've seen from this team, uh, like I, I don't really think they've played good football at any point this season. I think they let Cincinnati hang around. I don't think Cincinnati's a great football team. Obviously, they were replacing Desmond Ritter uh, their very first game. I thought they were clunky in the first half. And then that was a one-possession game that was back and forth. And since he could have easily stolen from Arkansas. Uh, South Carolina, same thing. Like I, I just don't think that team is very good and Spencer Rattler hung around in that game. I think Arkansas, you would call it a comfortable win, but not a dominant win from a top 10 team in the country that you'd be looking for. I just don't think this team's that good. I actually think if one of these two teams is to write the ship, it would be Texas AM. and And in a weird way, you could convince me it is a buy low spot for them still. I know they just beat Miami, but I think people in general, are not valuing this team like they are a legitimate top 25 team. And that's because they lost to App State and because, you know, the offense didn't light it up against Miami. So it's a neutral site game. It's at AT&T Stadium. Um, it probably explains why this is sort of in the pick 'em range, because I don't think Vegas knows what to do with either team. But I'd put my money on the Aggies before I would the Razorbacks.
0: Fair enough. All right, let's uh, let's move up to the Big Ten. We have Wisconsin heading on the road to take on number three, Ohio State. The line there. Uh, Ohio State is laying 19 points. The total is 57. The Buckeyes are coming off of putting up 77 on uh, on Toledo. Wisconsin this season, they've allowed a total of 24 points, but that also includes a loss at home to a Washington State team that might be good. Shout out to Yogi Roth, but also might not be all that good because it's the Pac-12. We don't know anything about the Pac-12. Do you trust Graham Mertz? Can he cover 19 points in, uh, in
1: Columbus? Uh, I do not trust Graham Mertz, but he can cover in this game. I have a lot of numbers here that point me toward the Badgers covering the 19 points here. First of all, Washington State is a good football team. Shout out to Yogi Roth. Uh, But to me, if you look behind the scoreboard of that game, that's one of the more shocking how did they do that wins this season. Wisconsin outgained Washington State. They, they really dominated the game statistically, and it resulted in a loss somehow. Uh, Wisconsin, in the, their other two games, outscored opponents 104-7. to seven. I don't care who you're playing. That's incredibly hard to do, and that speaks that they are the traditional Wisconsin powerhouse that can overpower bad teams but can also make things interesting against good teams. Uh, Ohio State under Ryan Day, nine of the last 11 games that they've played against ranked teams, Ohio State has not covered this number. And Wisconsin is not a ranked team right now, but I think that's a by low spot. I think this team is clearly, in my mind, a top 25 team in the country. I don't know when they're going to re-enter the rankings. Probably not after this week because Ohio State will win this game. But 19 points is a lot of points. A stinky Notre Dame team lost to Ohio State by 11 at Ohio State. Uh, the Badgers can do this. I think they can control this game, keep it close into the fourth quarter and cover nineteen.
0: Uh, the one thing I would say that I, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, the one thing I would say is that if you're going to be on Wisconsin plus 19, I think a lot of that is because you think that Wisconsin's defense is going to be able to keep uh, Ohio State somewhat in check. So I think the under is something that would also be in play in that situation as well, considering that potential game script. Uh, one thing of note, Trevion Henderson is expected to be available. He only played one series um, against Toledo. I don't think they actually specified what the injury was. Uh, but he is, according to the Columbus Dispatch, he is expected to be available uh, for the Wisconsin game. All right, heading down to the ACC, we have Clemson laying seven at Wake Forest. And what could be a matchup between maybe the two best teams in the ACC? I don't know if you necessarily agree, Greg, but uh, they're both sitting here at 3-0, and Um, Tons of storylines here. Sam Hartman is back. I don't know if that really has made a difference. It's time to put up or shut up if you're Wake Forest. We got DJ Uyaga I hope I got that name right against Kate Klubnick uh, for the battle for starting quarterback at Clemson. Um, Wake struggled with Liberty their last time out. Clemson has put up decent wins, but they haven't looked like Clemson yet this season, at least in my opinion. So where, where do you stand here? Clemson laying seven. Total's 56, by the way.
1: Yeah, I'm going to point some fingers here, Rob, because I hosted our ACC preseason conference preview on the After Dark show, and I bought in. To Darian Rencher and all the other ACC guys that we had saying, this is a great conference. There's a lot of talented quarterbacks in this conference. A lot of guys who could play on Sundays. Teams that can surprise you. Teams that are going to work their way into the top 25. Rob, I think this conference stinks. I don't think there's a good team in this conference, period. And I think that includes these two teams who, yes, you can frame them as the best two teams in the ACC. That means nothing to me. All that we've seen is all these high-powered quarterbacks lay egg after egg after egg to start this season, uh, including Jerkovic from Boston College. Tyler Van Dyke did nothing for Miami last week. I I just am not buying this conference, and that includes DJ Uyagalele and Clemson and Sam Hartman and Wake right now. Uh, Look, Liberty was a total look-ahead spot for Wake, clearly, they did grind out that win, and I give them credit for that because that game was more than just dicey. That game was a game they had to take control back from Liberty from down the stretch. They did that. I think Wake can put up points. So if I had to just throw a gut feel on this, I think I would take Wake Forest plus the points. But for me, this is a total stay away because I don't trust either of these teams. I don't think either's a good football team, and I think anything can happen in this spot
0: so everybody sucks or just don't bet it is what you're saying.
1: I mean, look, I've put so much money. Like I said, you know, the record I had last week, I put so much money on these ACC quarterbacks just thinking, oh, he's a guy. He's going to gut one out for me. And it hasn't worked other than Syracuse credit to Syracuse undefeated right now. Uh, but yeah, I don't buy this conference. I'm we staying away, Rob.
0: We don't give credit to Syracuse uh, <laughs> on on these shows in, in, uh, in any sport. All right. Um, speaking of a QB battle. Uh, Michigan has uh, they've settled on JJ McCarthy as their starting quarterback and and like look they might have made the right decision. My man this season is thirty for thirty uh, four, four hundred and seventy three yards. He has three tutties and four incompletions this season, which is like that's according to my sources. Greg, look, I know that you're you're a Michigan football fan, so you might know this a little bit better than me. But uh, according to my sources, that's pretty good um Maryland's got a QB that's not their bad, uh not not bad of their own Talia Tag- 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 Viola. I, I'm horrible at, at pronouncing his name that's a very difficult one for me but this game comes down to something so simple for me are you buying the Maryland Terrapins as a 3-0 and team that can make some noise in the Big Ten or do you believe that Michigan is really as good as their uh what are they, they scored 108 million points something like that so far this season. So where are you where are you standing on this? Michigan is laying 17. Total there 64 and a half.
1: Yeah, this is one of my favorite plays of the week. And I guess it won't surprise people. Michigan minus 16 and a half is the play. I do think this is a particularly good Michigan team. And a big part of that is JJ McCarthy. And we can talk about how horrible it was as a, a personal move to Cade McNamara, how Harbaugh handled this. That's fine. It's accurate. At the end of the day, this happened because J.J. McCarthy is a stud. He's shown that thus far. Now, if you're in my Twitter circles, which you are in a much different Twitter circle than I am, Rob. I know that clearly. But uh, the noise all week has been Michigan has played nobody. They have the weakest schedule in NCAA Mm -hmm. football history, right? I think this team has heard that. And look, it's a fair criticism. But at the same time, these games are scheduled four years in advance. What are we supposed to do? Like, it, it, this this played No one out could how have
0: known it, it, that UConn football was going to be this bad still. <laughs> no wrong, no right? one could have known that.
1: Never. <laughs> but the point is that this team has the stuff, I think, to go out and make a statement. And I think they want to just beat up on somebody with a pulse. And look, going back. Uh, through the years under Harbaugh against Maryland, Michigan has won every game. They've won every game by a score of 41, 31, 21, 25, 56, and 28. And this team is one of the better Jim Harbaugh teams, okay? They would cover 17 every single time in this matchup. Give me the Wolverines. I think this is a 30-point win.
0: Yeah, I I tend to agree. I tend to lean that same direction. You know what won't be a 30-point win this weekend? Iowa heading on the road taking on the Scarlet, Scarlet Knights. They're heading to Piscataway. They're taking on Rutgers. Uh, they're laying seven and a half points in a game where the total is 34. I don't know if I can ever remember a college football game having a total as low as 34. And that's come down to That's come down to it. Open at 35. So where do you stand on this? Where do you stand on the Hawkeyes? Is Spencer, Spencer Peters really as cheeks as he's been all season long?
1: No, is my answer. I don't think he is. Look, Spencer Petrus has started a lot of games for Iowa, and he's won a lot of games for Iowa. And that team has a very clear formula of how they want to win football games. He needs to manage the game. They need to be dominant defensively, and they need to strike at the right time, win the field position battle, et cetera. It's punt you, right? They do a good job of that.
0: Punt to win. And they got to punt, punt to win. win.
1: That's that's the strategy. And well,
0: If you want to buy a punt to win t-shirt, by the way, you can check out the Field of 68 March store. That's Field. Of 68. Shop 68 is the numbers field of 68. Shop. It's a great shirt,
1: but I, I think this Iowa team at some point is going to be the team that at least some thought they could be preseason. We got a lot of shit from Iowa fans preseason because our experts had them like seventh or eighth in the Big Ten. Um, they're like, it's Kirk Ferentz, dude. Like, this guy always makes bowl games, it's what he does. I don't know. I think this offense is bad. I think it's legitimately bad, and I don't think that's going to be solved this weekend. But this is also like Rutgers. Like, what are we talking about with this Rutgers team? If I had to lean one way, I'd take the points just until Iowa proves me wrong. But uh, this is me hand to God, hand over the heart, saying at some point, Iowa is going to prove us all wrong. It might be this week. I'd stay away personally.
0: I, I don't I don't know if it's going to be this week heading on the road taking on a, a, a Big Ten opponent that's currently, I mean, it's Rutgers, but they're currently sitting at 3-0, and right? This isn't a uh, an awful team. If you listen to the J.P. and Hack show on the Field of 12 Media Network, you would know that uh, both Josh Perry and Christian Hackenberg are high on Rutgers this season. I think a lot of that also has to do with the fact that they just don't trust Iowa and don't trust this offense and don't trust Spencer Peaches right now. Um, I think my favorite bet of the day is, is Rutgers plus 7.5. So getting more than a touchdown in a game where the total – is 34 is just that's that's an absurd line to me. Um, in this spot. I I right now we're gonna talk about this in a little bit, but my favorite money line underdog bet of the day is rutgers at plus two forty-five uh to knock off Iowa. You're getting a team at home in it's in a game with the total so like that. That's my thing. The total is so low here. You don't have to do all that much if you're Rutgers, right? It's one scoop and score. It's one interception that that leads to a touchdown drive and a short field. And Iowa is very capable of doing those things. And we also haven't seen them be able to move the football at all. So uh, I love the Rutgers side here, whether you want to take the money line um, or you want to take the seven and a half points. But to me, that's the, that's the side you want to be
1: on. Let me go spin zone real quick with you on Iowa. Are we sure this defense isn't kind of dominant, though? They're giving up four points a game. Through three weeks, like they're giving up four points per game in three weeks. And instead, everyone's just shitting on their offense. Like, are, are we sure Rutgers is going to score in this game? And you're right. I like from the numbers perspective, one play. You feel real good about Rutgers plus seven at home here, but they need to make that play. And through three weeks, like Iowa State only scored seven or only scored 10 against Iowa. Like Iowa State to me is a much better offense than Rutgers. I don't know. I think this defense deserves some credit.
0: Yeah, that, I mean that's why the the total is so low, right? <laughs> True, and that's why even though the total is that low, I probably would still play the under in this spot. This just this has seven to three written all over it to me, right? This has just like the worst football game you've ever watched in your entire life written all over it to me. And if in that situation like that, give me the dog, give me the points, give me the uh, the the money line underdog there and the under. Um, all right, we got six more games I want to roll through quickly before we get into the. Uh, the retirement parlay. Let's start with West Virginia minus two and a half at Virginia Tech. Total layers 50 and a half. That is happening on Thursday night. Look, Greg, Virginia Tech lost to Old Dominion, right? West Virginia choked against Pitt. They got smacked at home by Kansas. Why should I care about this
1: football game? Because I think West Virginia is a good football team. And I, I think Virginia Tech is a bad football team. And I've convinced myself that I can say that with conviction on a betting shell. And put my hard-earned money behind it, Rob. That's what I'm going to do tonight. Uh, look, West Virginia should have beaten Pitt. In fact, I would be so clear as to say they did beat Pitt. Uh, and, and Pitt looks like a very good football team, right? They went to overtime with Tennessee. Uh, it, they it, People thought that Western Michigan game was going to get dicey. It never did. Pitt separated and won by three scores. West Virginia lost to Kansas. It looked horrible at the time. Now it looks great. Kansas is a football school, apparently. And then they beat 1,000 by 58 points. Like... I, to me, as crazy as it sounds, that one and two record looks about as good as a one and two record can look right now. Flip side: Virginia Tech's not a good football team. They were favored by 41 points, I believe, pregame against Wofford. They won by 20. Only scored 27 the whole game. They did lose to Old Dominion in Week One. Uh, I, I'm just not buying them. I've watched pretty much two full games of Virginia Tech at this point, and I why think they, would you do that to yourself? It's an it's an ugly football team, right? The reason you watch is so that you can feel more confident with your conviction on West Virginia money line. Uh, I think that if West Virginia plays to their ceiling, they win this game by two scores.
0: Yeah, fair enough. You mentioned Kansas. Mm-hmm. Kansas might be a football school right now. Duke might be a football school right now. We know Kentucky is already a football school, but let's talk about the two other blue bloods. Duke at Kansas. Jayhawks are laying seven and a half points in the game with a total of 65 and a half between 3 and O Duke and 3 and O Kansas. Greg, did you ever, ever think that you would see the day where Duke and Kansas football was something where you're like, well, shit, on a Saturday, I got to turn that on. I got to watch that game.
1: No, of course not, but I'm very dialed in for this game. I love it. I think that Jalen Daniels might be my favorite player in the country right now. He is so, so good and so fun to watch. Uh, look, this Duke team, I give them credit. I, I don't think anybody expected them to be 3-0. and They are, and uh, to me... It is more of a fraudulent 3-0. I hate to say that, but I'm buying that Kansas is for real. If we're doing the fraud or for real thing, like I would put Duke in the fraud category, Kansas in the for real category. Duke beat Northwestern by eight. That was a very back-and-forth game. Uh, At times, it looked like Northwestern was going to pull away. I think Northwestern's horrible. like Transitive property, they had a three-point win against Nebraska, seven-point loss to Southern Illinois. Meanwhile, Kansas is out here beating West Virginia beating Houston. The Houston win, incredibly impressive. I mean, they were down 14-0 right off the bat. There was a lightning delay. And then they just storm out 28 unanswered points, take a three-score lead. And that's a good Houston football team, in my opinion. So this is also a home game for Kansas. Like, we forget they opened the season with a blowout win against a cupcake, and then they went on the road to beat Houston and to beat West Virginia. Like, I think there's some juice in this stadium for the first time in ever for kansas football i think they should win this game big and i think their fans are going to celebrate
0: yeah and uh give me the over here as well i don't think that they can stop anyone they gave up 42 points to west virginia in regulation and they gave up 30 points to houston in regulation uh I, I tend to lean towards kansas as well but i like the over bet on the points right life is too short to bet the under uh baylor at iowa state sticking in the big 12 iowa state is laying two and a half points the total there is 45 and a half what do you make of this? Should Should Baylor actually be an underdog here?
1: Doesn't this line just feel weird? Like this is the one you just scan the list for the week and you just like get the heebie-jeebies too. Like what What is up with this? And you you feel like Baylor should be favored. You feel like Baylor Baylor is the better football team, but you can't get yourself over the hump to actually bet it because it just feels weird. Look, I think if if the I, well, results, hold on. I
0: totally I totally disagree with that sentiment. Do you? You know why? It feels like Baylor, like this, this feels like Baylor should obviously be the favorite. And it feels like you should obviously be betting Baylor. And it feels like you obviously, obviously should be taking the money line here, which makes this be the obvious trap play of the week. I'm all in on the Cyclones, baby.
1: Wow. Yeah. I I, Look, you're right in your uh, reasoning by that. I, to me, if two games had gone differently, two toss up games, right? Baylor BYU, to me, total toss up game. It goes to overtime and Baylor loses that game. Iowa State beats Iowa. Again, total toss-up to me. Easily could have been an Iowa win. If those results flip, I think Baylor is favored by like three to four in this game. Uh, So I do think there's good value on Baylor. And look, Aranda versus Matt Campbell, I'm going to side with Aranda. Uh, This is a Matt Campbell audition tape game, by the way. He should be Nebraska's next head coach. I think he will be the favorite to be Nebraska's next head coach. And I don't really like that juju. I don't know. I, I don't think this is like a statement blowout win. If anything, I think he's looking at that job, and this is a letdown spot. Uh, so give me Baylor plus 2.5, but I feel real uneasy about it.
0: There's there's a lot of ifs in that statement. And you know, ifs, aunts, uncles, I'm not going to say it, but you know where I'm getting at. Notre Dame at UNC. UNC is laying a point and a half. We talked about this a little bit. The total there is
1: 55.5. You like Notre Dame in this spot? No, I don't like Notre Dame in any spot. Uh, <laughs> look, I, I'm... <laughs> I'm excited Shout out to watch Hughes. This game. I'm excited <laughs> to watch this game, like I said, because I think Drake May is special. and I uh, especially like Drake May, when he's shitting on rivals, that's an awesome thing for me. You were on Twitter calling out the university that they had to make him, you know, release a statement and apologize for that. Where's the fun in college sports these days? But no, I think uh, I, I like UNC minus two. And I also like the over in this game. It's 55 and a half at Bet rivers right now. But to me, there's no possible way that you lose both of those. Like if, if this goes under 55, it's because Notre Dame can't score. North Carolina is going to score. So I I like both. I think both have a really good chance of hitting. This game went 78 points last year. Obviously, there were a lot of different quarterbacks involved in that game. But uh, North Carolina, a good team. They do usually have a few blowout statement wins. They haven't had one yet this season. I've got my eyes on this one being the first.
0: Minnesota, minus three at Michigan State. Total there is 51. 30 seconds. What are, you, what are you saying?
1: Uh, this is my play of the week, and it's my Moneyline Underdog of the Week as well. Michigan yeah. State plus 125, Rob. Look, under Mel Tucker, the Spartans are 5-2 and two after a loss, including ranked wins against Michigan, uh, number 11 Northwestern a couple of years ago, and Penn State, they were, I believe, four-point underdogs in that last season. MSU has won seven of their last nine conference openers, and if you want to talk about a team with weak schedule, It's Minnesota, New Mexico State. They beat their 0-4 with a 59-point loss to Wisconsin. They played Colorado, one of the worst teams in the country, and they played Western Illinois, an FCS opponent that is 0-3 with losses to Tennessee Martin and Southern Utah. This is a disrespectful line to a good Michigan State football program.
0: So, we'll end it. Indiana at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's laying 17 points. The total there, again, 51. Are you buying the Hoosiers, Gregory?
1: I I'm not buying the Hoosiers. Uh, I'm buying the points in this game. I I don't think either of these teams are very good. Anytime you're giving me two touchdowns and a field goal in a game where I don't feel strongly that either team is, uh, you know, world beaters in any sense, I'll take the 17 points. That's where I stand on this one. I, I did not put too much thought into that. To be honest, I saw that number. I'm like, both these teams are not good. Give me the points.
0: Yeah, that's where I stand too. That's where I stand, too. All right. Uh, before we get into your retirement parlay, I just want to go over the money line Underdogs once again. I have Rutgers at plus 245 at home against Iowa. You have Michigan State at plus 125 at home against Minnesota's three-point underdogs. If you were to parlay those two bets, it would pay out at plus 665. So uh, if you're looking for six and a half to one, on a Moneyline Parlay, Michigan State. uh, You could do much worse than Michigan State and Rutgers. All right, Greg, it's that time, baby. What do you you got got for me?
1: Look, uh, we tried to make a strategic adjustment last week, and we all know how that went at this point. So we're back on the (laughs) 12-legger, Rob. That's what we're doing. This is $100 to win $33,649.80. And if you dare forget the cents.
0: Did not forget what happened to
1: you. All right, we're going with uh, Oklahoma money line against Kansas State. Wisconsin plus nineteen to cover the spread at Ohio State. Purdue Moneyline line against Florida Atlantic bounce back spot for the Boilermakers. Rutgers money line. Shout out Rob Doster at home against the Hawkeyes. Michigan State money line at home against Minnesota. Kansas Moneyline line against Duke. Michigan money line against Maryland. West Virginia money line tonight. Thursday night game. Get your tickets in at Virginia Tech. Houston money line. Against Rice at home, bounce back spot, Boston College plus 17 at Florida State, Washington money line against Stanford and Oregon State to beat the USC Trojans wow. on the money line. That's a hundred dollars to win thirty-three thousand, Rob. And I feel good about this one. All
0: right. Talk to me. Talk to me about that Oregon State bet. Talk to me about that. Where 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 are you uh
1: why? It's two reasons why I I'm buying Oregon state legitimately. I was very impressed with the way they just thrashed Boise state early in the season. These two teams have a mutual opponent in Fresno state, Oregon state went on the road to beat Fresno. I think Corvallis is an incredibly tough place to play chance. Nolan can play. I don't trust the USC defense. I think USC is a team. That everybody on earth gets bit on at some point. And this is a really good spot to get bit on. Nobody sees this coming. USC, it, the, the hype is here right now, when in reality, I don't think they've necessarily played that well. The door will be open for Oregon State to win this game.
0: According to our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook, that line is currently Oregon State plus five and a half. The total there is 70.5. And if you like Greg, love the money line that is at plus one ninety five. Shout out to Yogi Roth of the Pac twelve Network, man. He's uh he's been all over Oregon State. He's been questioning why this team is not getting more attention and more love and more discussion as a potential top twenty five team. I don't know if I, I have the uh, the cojones to go on the money line in, the, in that spot, but I do think that Oregon State is a really interesting side, especially if that line can, continues to move towards uh, toward Oregon State. If you get to six six and a half, then uh, it's pretty tasty. Well um greg listen i want let's get out of here with this i want your favorite play of the week you know mine it's rutgers plus seven and a half i'm all in on the scarlet knights i'm all in on those jersey boys let's go what's your favorite play
1: I think it's Michigan State money line. It really is. But just for the sake of giving something special and different, this was in the the retirement parlay. Boston College plus 17 and a half against Florida State. I'm not buying Florida State right now. Uh, The last 40 ACC games that Florida State has played, only four of them, they've won by 18 points. Crazy line for me for a Boston College team that's supposed to be good. Phil Jakovic is supposed to be good. Looking at you, ACC guys, I don't know. Uh, But the last three games in the series have been one score games. I I think this is a close game, 17 and a half, way too many points.
0: There you have it, guys. That is the best bet show for the field of 12 for week four. We will see you guys on, uh, I guess, next Thursday, right? It'll be me and Jimmy.